It is that time of year for us to talk about fall still, and we are going to go over all things seeds for fall, from saving to planting to quick planting, just everything. So come join us as we break down fall seeds right here on the Backyard Gardens Podcast. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We're your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, everybody, if you would like to support our show, because we are a listener supported show, you can come check us out and patron and you get two extra episodes a month amongst a whole bunch of other benefits. Or simply enough, you can come check us out on YouTube, Backyard Gardens TV. Give us a watch, subscribe, likes, all that good stuff. Dig deep. There's all kinds of videos on there and um, help support the show so we can keep this show rolling just for you so you can get better in your garden. Yeah. Now, oh. well, there's that. <laughs> the camera just went crazy. No. So fall, we're in our second episode for fall, um, and the first one was how much space to dedicate for fall. But this one is specifically about seeds. So if you haven't started your seeds yet, don't fear. We got you covered. We are going to talk about specifically seeds that you can plant that will harvest that will grow quickly for fast harvest and stuff you can direct so right right trying to get out of my uh, i'm trying to get out of my um pictures and facts and stats together going to my favorite website i I mean I, i have a plan here Oh, here we go with a favorite website. Okay. So where are you on your fall seeds? Are you starting any yet? Uh, Yes. Uh, So the majority of the things that I plan on planting as far as different types of things are um, things I started from seed. Um, But I do have some that I am waiting to direct. So Um, actually waiting until like probably tomorrow based on when this airs (laughs) to direct. So. (laughs) It, it, you know, this is Hail Mary time. So if for some reason there's some seeds that you wanted to start and you didn't, you know, there's still time to start other seeds, but some stuff it's just plainly too late for. But there's still a lot of things that can go in the garden right now and then you can continue to harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, and being that it is, what's the technical end of summer? Was it, is it September 21st? It's in the 20s, yeah, something like that. Okay. We'll just say the 21st for sake of argument. You know, we're in the end of summer, and the garden is wild. It's, you know, you probably, if you're anything like us, you can't control it. Now it's doing its thing. And now that it's starting to cool off, things are growing more and more. So it's a good practice to start thinking about stuff we're planning for fall. And for some reason, I just duplicated my camera by itself, and I have two Batavias on my screen. How lucky am I? Uh, uh, Everyone should have two Batavias. Everybody's dream. Batavia needs two Batavias. (laughs) Look, it happened again. What's going on in the world? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can only handle... Look, 
I can only handle one Batavia. That's all there is to it. <laughs> so, um, bef- you know, as a, as our plants are growing and getting kind of crazy, there's stuff that we can't keep up with. And I, th- I feel like this is a good opportunity to kind of jump right in mm-hmm. and talk about saving seeds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're saving seeds at this point, um, there are two versions of this. There is saving seeds for things that have been producing all summer. And then they're saving things that you could you know, potentially even plant back out. Right. You know, so um, I did want to comment on um, if it's too late, just really quickly, only because. Um, well, I'll save that story. I'll say you guys have to wait until after the break. OK. Be, I can't be, wait. I'm sitting on the edge know. of my seat. Well, no, that's how it's designed. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, seriously, like this time of year, things might be slowing down a little bit. You know, your tomatoes are producing slower. Um, your green beans maybe get you may have some overgrown green beans which are like prime candidates to to, to start saving seeds. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great beginner seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me personally, my marigolds they are starting to just basically be all seed pods. So mm-hmm. that's a good one, an easy one to start seeds. You know, start saving with. So um you know tomatoes that are sitting on the vines cucumbers yeah. that have been over ripened stuff like that like this is a perfect time to just leave them on the vine and let them mature and ripen and get those seeds ready to harvest because a lot of these plants are starting to slow down mm-hmm. yeah and why are they starting to su- slow down young ben because there's less sun in the sky mm-hmm. and it's getting cooler yeah that non-sexy subject about the sun but, um, yeah, it, you know, and so it happens to me every year when my cucumbers actually do produce that I have one that just does what it wants to do and you can't, you can't stop it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, I just let it continue. And then at this time of year, I will come through and harvest them, you know, let them sit there and finish out and harvest them and let them go. And same with my green beans. Like, dude, it's green beans are ridiculous. They're like the easiest thing to save because you can't hardly pick all of them. So, yeah. and invariably you're going to miss a handful of pods. So just let them thicken up and get ready, you know? Yeah. I think that um, just based on the way that both of those plants grow, and especially if you're growing green cucumbers and green green beans, it's very easy for them to be hidden. Um, in you know the leaves uh, yeah. and then also I, I eat a cucumber that was closer to overripe or overripe faster than I eat a bean that is you know like once you miss a window for a bean it's kind of like eh you know I'm not taking it off of the vine for the purpose of trying to eat it You're, there are a bunch of things you can do with overripe cucumbers um, and obviously in both cases you can save seeds but I'm just talking about like you can still consume some overripe cucumbers um, but for beans man let them do their thing and, and go ahead and save those seeds because you, you won't enjoy it if you try to eat it yeah I mean like for me I let a zucchini just go and then once it got giant I pulled it off and then I kept the seeds but then I took the uh, pulp or the pulp that took the actual zucchini itself. Once I got the seeds out and I ground it up and froze it for zucchini breads and stuff like that. So mm, interesting. Y- and just to know, make this a quick note when it comes to, you know, both of those beans, zucchini, cucumbers, you know, a, a lot of us try to harvest it when it's younger before it starts to produce seeds. 
Yeah. Right? You know, and so the idea of leaving it, it kind of lets that cycle, life cycle continue. Right. Yeah. So a bunch of the ones you've harvested over the summer, you're you're like, OK, where are the seeds I'm supposed to be saving? Yeah, they have. We haven't gotten there yet. Right. You know, you, you picked it off. You know, in most cases, rightfully so. I enjoy them much more before I get a bunch of seeds in them, you know. Uh, so just as a quick note, a lot of y'all probably know that, but some may not. Um so that is my lesson for oh, okay. the episode. I thought you were going to keep going. <laughs> we have a little bit of a, a connection issue again, so there may be a little bit of stepping on each other, but we'll try and get through it. No, that um, was that was really more of, we talked about the recording time, and you told me that I would be hungry, and I felt like I knew myself, and I wouldn't, but here I so am. So is this the moment when you realize that I know you better than you think I know you. No, I think if I look now at the time, I'm trying to think back to what I said. Yeah, I was supposed to be eating before this if we waited until this time. But if we would have started recording 35 minutes ago, I would have just been like, you know, kind of round and third. I could have pushed through. But now we're at the beginning of this. Yeah. It's going to take everything in me. All right. Okay. Anyways. We're going to move on because Batavia is going to get hungry and we need to keep the show going. But, um, you know, I've one thing that I've, I've been wanting to save seeds from and I haven't has been tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Have you saved seeds from tomatoes? Yeah, I have. Um, now, do you do the um, fermenting process? I've tried that once or twice. Or, you so, know, like the floating, the water floating test. Yeah, right? yeah, That's what yeah. you're saying, yeah. No, Excuse the me. ones where you put them in the water and you let it mold over and then it ferments them and oh, then you no, get better no, germination. Oh, no, I've not done that. Yeah, I tried to do that and it turned out into a giant science project <laughs> and I was in the doghouse, so it didn't work out well. But <clears throat> that's one thing, too, is, you know, your tomato plants are coming to their end at this point if they're not already done. Mm-hmm. And you may have like a couple tomatoes that need to ripen up. And those, again, those prime time. Just let them go. And I mean, mm-hmm. what's one tomato going to do for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just let That's it go. That's also something and- to think about. Like if you have any um, vegetables that are damaged, whether it's, you know, weather, whether it's some critter, you know, think about where they are kind of in the ripened state, you know, yeah. just don't toss it. You may be able to, to save some seeds from it. Um, I actually have for two years in a row intended to let a volunteer plant go. Because I'm still not convinced for a tomato plant that I thought I was planting. Um, what's the one? Brandywine. The first year yeah. I started the seeds. This is in 2020, and I planted two of them out, and they didn't look like brandywines I had grown before. It was basically like a salad-sized tomato, like a little bit bigger than a cherry. And I still can't figure out what seeds I had to produce that. Other than like maybe like the package of seeds was just mislabeled. So anywho, I've had them volunteer over the years and I really enjoy it. The plant is very prolific, you know, and so I've meant to for say twenty twenty. I meant to save seeds that first year when I got surprised slash disappointed slash surprised. Didn't. They volunteered the next year meant to save seeds. Didn't. Right. You know, so I don't know if the package of seeds I have will still produce that tomato, but I've been trying to save them. And I'm looking now to see if what's volunteering this year is that same tomato. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, so those are that's some really good examples of, you know, me trying to save a seed. I don't think that that package was an heirloom um so i could end up with something different but that's okay too well i mean you'll figure it out next Mm -hmm. year right either way you'll be happy you have a tomato seed 
Yeah, I think I, I need to try to remember to a part of me just is, I probably should just buy another package of brandy wine seeds and just, you know, be done with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what another good one to save seeds from this time of year is okra. You invariably you've probably got an okra pod that has sat on the plant too long and it's just <laughs> just let it go. You know, just ignore it, let it go, keep an eye on it and then get those seeds out of there because I know for me like my seed starting shelf is it's a combination of seed starting and seed drying. And mm-hmm. so come, you know, from about this time all the way up until I'd say December, I've got a plethora of seeds sitting on that shelf drying and just kind of, you know, cause you don't want to put them away wet or they'll mold. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. got the, you know, I've got them laid out, you know, I do um, like my black eyed peas and stuff like that. I always save a couple um, this year, black beans, hopefully, um, the jury is still a little bit out on those, but not completely. But, you know, the, I'll have a whole rack full of just a couple little, um, like, plates of mm-hmm. seeds that I've taken. Or, I, like, I, I use little uh, plastic bowls. I've been reusing them for years. Mm-hmm. And I'll just go and I'll shake them up a little bit and make sure they're, they're drying. But it's a very good time to do that because you're multi-purposing and using these these tools that you've implemented in your house oh, for different things. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and for- I mean, that's just for summer, but that's like a good thing we can do before we start planting some of these other things we're going to talk about in this episode. Get some more use out of your, you know, kind of summer crops before you transition. Okra seeds, and I double checked yeah. it, I thought this, they are one that it needs to completely dry on the plant. Like the pot needs to be completely dried out. Um, and I struggle with saving okra seeds. And they're really expensive, too, um, yeah. because based on timing or whatever have you, um, the plants are not the pots are not completely dry before winter comes. But if you're in a position where they have, then absolutely save those seeds because they're like, I don't know, they're like million dollar seeds or something. Other one quickly before we go to break sunflowers. If you grew them around this time, you should be having some sunflower seeds that are dry on the plant that you can harvest to enjoy, but also save for future planting. Yeah, exactly. I've had a bad sunflower. I started off really good, and then they all got dried and died. So no. I don't think they like the heat too, too, too much. No. Like the big time How heat. How is that but possible that they're reaching for the sun? They want to be closer to the sun. They don't want to be closer to the sun, apparently. <laughs> so, at least in my yard. Okay, so you've got your seed saving going on. You're you're watching a couple green bean pods. Or you got a tomato going, and that's good. But you can still, at this point especially on this day, you're probably still getting, I would, you know, do you think it's safe to say some significant summer heat still? Yeah. As uh, per timeanddate.com past yeah. weather, I was looking back at my September, 2021 weather. I'm in Chicago, Illinois, and I mean, it's not directly related to this because you're, garden zone is about kind of lowest temps, but I'm in garden zone six. Um, and, I had like one day last year that was in like, that was 90 degrees. I did have a mm-hmm. bunch of days where the highs were eighties, you know, but we were definitely on the, you know, as the month went on, on the, the road downward to cooling trend. down. Yeah. Just barely though. I think by the time we got to like the 20th of September is when like, all right, as my mom would say, your playhouse is coming down. Yeah. <laughs> Summer's coming yeah. to the end. Um, but we still had some, some pretty, you know, summer hot days. The lows, though, 
not the home improvement store, but the lows were definitely reminiscent of fall in that month. Yeah. And see, for me, it's a little bit later than that. Like the next month I'll start getting them. But at the same time, we got to, you know, this is a prime time for us to put some of our seedlings out. Mm -hmm. And while that tomato is finishing its ripening process, you can go ahead and plant in the shade of the tomato to give that plant enough time to get its roots settled. So when it does cool off and that plant is done and you cut it, it'll already have its roots settled and then you just need to add some sunlight. That could be a step for hardening off as well. That plant providing a bit of shade. Yeah, you can harden off under that too because this is the time frame in which we need to be hardening off our seedlings that we started. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of, you know, using that method will help you. One, you can save space. And ultimately what it means is you're getting that plant used to being in that spot. You know, so a lot of times we'll harden off in different places and then we'll move them over to, you know, the garden. And that's that's fine and dandy. But generally what happens is you're hardening off in less sun than your garden's going to get. So it can still be a little bit of a shock. Mm-hmm. But if we're hardening off like that, then you should be good because the difference between now and spring is we're not trying to keep things away from the freezing. You know, you're just trying to get it acclimated to, I mean, generally what, like a 20 degree temperature change versus like for me, I can harden off and it'll be 75 degrees during the day and then at night it'll be 30. So you're talking about a 40 some degree temperature change on top of that, a freezing temperature, you know, that a plant's never seen. More than anything for September, if we look and focus on September for a moment, I am keeping my eye out still on things that I'm planting for fall bolt bolting. Right. You know, so those swings of temperature, right. Like, yeah. you know, my spinach can take 40 degree, you know, lows. It's, it's just fine. Right. You know, but going up to 85 degrees Fahrenheit you know, <laughs> repeatedly, uh, it's not going to be that happy with that, you know, and all, all of those things can happen in my garden in September yeah. and October, you know, I can't tell you how many lettuce plants I've had bolt in September because I planted them too early or didn't provide them the right amount of shade or something like that Mm -hmm. during this time of year. So it can be it can be a harsh environment, to say the least, for the plants. Yeah. But, um, you know, if if you want to do like a quick planting, now is a good time. Like you can still inside, I feel like you could still get away with planting like lettuces and kales and stuff like that because they're quick germinators. Oh, uh, so I remember planting kale out like right around September, maybe the second week of September. Um, okay. And I started that those plants indoors. This is like the one summer I was successful with starting cool weather crops indoors during the summer. Um, under lights, I'm going to call it like mid July. So that would have okay. made it two. They were two months old when they went out. They were pretty, excuse me, pretty small when they went out. Now, to the point that you will continue to make, once that weather cooled off, they took off. Yeah. You know? um, and. Especially if you're headed into cooler weather, you know, it's not like you need a plant to be kind of sturdy and have the truest of true leaves before you plant. Like if you look back to the spring, you obviously are putting pretty young seedlings out 
and you want them to be able to withstand kind of the real drop in weather in the spring and the fall most of us aren't in that situation like you don't have to worry about it going down to 25 in september 25 degrees fahrenheit right you know so you can still put pretty young seedlings out is my point um i don't i don't know if i'd say they're quick germinating but i you know i just have a, such a shorter past when it comes to all of those <laughs> those crops and starting them from seed as of the recording well, the, things are looking good but you know when it comes to what i've started i guess the thing seed. to think think about is they're not a fruiting plant you know it's not like broccoli or something like that where you have to wait for the head to form i mean you're literally harvesting the leaves that's huge that's huge yeah. that's huge not i mean clearly it's not a fruiting plant like you would normally look at like peppers and tomatoes but it's not um, producing a head uh, or it's not producing a root either right you know so I, I do think it's one of those things where you can really harvest it so my new thing is the size of your hand or larger, right? You know, um, when it comes to like harvesting the leaves off of some of these plants. I mean, clearly, I actually started a bunch of um, um, kale, white Russian kale from some seeds that I saved. Now, it must have been last year I saved them. They're, they're all <laughs> so embarrassing. For those that heard this the first time, yep, the kale plant is still in the bucket seed pods are still attached to the kale plant that's in the bucket it's still in my it's still in my basement so anyway i pulled some seeds off of it started them and my intention again is to plant them really really densely and harvest the leaves really really young you know so i don't need the plant to be you know that big going outside when i do take it outside and i don't expect that particular set of plants plural um to you know get up to their truest size you know like like that's not my plan for that particular set of fall plantings but you can plant and then harvest in between and let some of them go to maturity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, definitely. yeah so i mean that's a big part of it because one well let me say this too another thing and this is actually an ideal one for this time of year um and it's it's, i've done i've done this now and i'm going to continue to do it is like turnips and rutabagas and anything like that like radishes or something you can start those in a seed pod or you know inside or whatever but you don't want them to grow for a long time inside. So they make very good candidates to kind of quickly plant them over before you actually start to get that root to form. Mm-hmm. So, so what I'll... Go ahead. No, no. Go. So what I do is I, I start them inside and then like a month later, maybe even a month, I'll go ahead and move them out and... You know, especially if the, if I start them today and then we start getting cooler weather, I may just go ahead and move the whole seed pod outside and let it grow outside in, you know, in the containers and before I repot, replant them because they're so fast to grow and get to that point. I don't want to say they're fast to grow, like form the root, but to germinate, to get to the point to where you don't want to be too late and the roots already forming in the pot. Mm-hmm then you can get that and move that over into the garden. And that kind of brings you into like what you can direct. So now for a quick harvest, you know what I mean? Yeah. Before you get into direct sowing, um, depending on your weather, definitely if you're in zones like seven or higher, I'm kind of anticipating when your weather is going to get super cold, yada, yada, yada. Um, you could still be 
starting some lettuce, right? You know, yeah, indoors for sure. Um, I, I think that um, secession planting. Gosh, I should set a daily reminder. Like secession planting, you know, through direct sowing is it's going to be key here, right? Like error on the side of it hasn't germinated, get another seed in there, right? You may find again, once that weather changes, shifts, you may see like some of the original seeds you dropped, you know, start to come up as well as the second ones you dropped. And all in all, for some of these, I mean, you're talking about hundreds of seeds in a pack, if not, you know, many more than that. So I think it's all good, especially if you save those seeds, man, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's like, if you go into succession planning, like, doing the turnips and radishes and stuff like that. I I actually don't recommend doing um, radishes in the containers, but you can move those out. And then at the same time that you plant those plants out, you can direct. sow to have an extended harvest because they will germinate quicker, but also they can tolerate cold. And so that's something that's really important to remember is a lot of these plants not only tolerate, but love the chilly weather. You know, I'm going to use chilly as a broad term. (laughs) So, you know, as your days get down into 40s and your nights even dip down into 30s, you can still, you know, some of these plants can continue to, if not grow faster, thrive and Mm -hmm. really do some good. Yeah, I was um, looking at my recipe for the day. We're still a little ways off of that, but I should have gotten it. I already know where <laughs> I want. I already know the recipe that I want to give again because it's just that good, and I'm about to make it. Um, but so I, I'm earmarking it here. I think um, now I'm ready to move on to direct sewing. If you're you are, yeah, we can do that. Okay. So, go ahead. No. Yeah. I'm following your lead, buddy. So for the for the direct sowing, it's like think about what's most sensitive to the heat. You know, is there anything that comes in mind to you that's really sensitive to heat? Um spinach. No. Oh, yeah. Peas. Uber sensitive to heat. And you're, you're closing, I mean, your window is, for a lot of us, is probably closed to try to get some, like, sweet peas or snap peas yeah. in. You know, um, if you're probably, like, you know, in, on the West Coast in the U.S., you know, you may, you may be, it may not even get cool enough for you to really, you know, have a good run of them. But spinach is a good example. Um, and I say that because, um, as I was originally pulling up all of my great examples of fall sowings, last year I sowed spinach on September the 5th direct sowed and it produced beautifully but it really? bolted bef- yeah it produced b- beautifully but it bolted so i was able to get a good harvest off of it but it bolted um i'm gonna say maybe in like sometime in october i was trying to look back to see um for sure november 1st it was when i did a big kind of final harvest it was a lot of fall plants a lot of cool weather crops and i did have some i think mo- maybe most of those plants had bolted but I was still able to enjoy the leaves, you know, kind of the bottom leaves or whatever. Um, but in that example, I didn't get like it was no cutting come again. It wasn't like I got a second harvest off of that same spinach just based on what my weather had done in September and October. I actually came back. I'm pretty sure 
No, it was lettuce that I tried to sow again, like um, later on in September. And it really didn't take off for me, you know? So the same thing that I was successful when I sowed like September the 5th and it looked great as it grew, things that I sowed like in the last week of September um, just didn't have enough time for me to produce. But that's my story. I also on that September 5th direct sowed um, radishes and there are all kinds of types of radishes, but think about kind of your, your normal small red radish. And it was the first time I actually had a 25 day radish from seed to harvest. Yeah. Like your French breakfast radish or something. Your, yeah, your common was, radish. Um, that was early scallop gold globe. If you search for it, I may have like mixed the words up, but early scarlet and globe is in the name. <laughs> it was true to form 25 days. I harvested the first one on September the 30th and it was sown on now the fifth. Yeah, I've done I've done radishes of like French breakfast and mm-hmm. I, I usually stick to those in like your your basic champion mm-hmm. um, red radishes. And you're exactly right. They in that time, I feel like that's like the right time of year because as they grow, they'll be ripening as it gets cooler, so you mm-hmm, get the better mm-hmm. flavor. Yeah. Um. I I can't grow spinach this time of year. It's too hot, and then yeah, it just gets cold imagine. too fast. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I always hesitate, especially this time of year where I am in Zone Eight A. I hesitate in planting. Um, lettuce right now mm-hmm. I usually try and wait a couple weeks but I'll do what I'll do is um, I'll kind of go backwards in the show a little bit and I'll I'll plant those inside right now so then in you know a month I can take them out and get them going because I can grow all the way up until you know lettuce gets affected by cold fairly easy but I can grow them all the way up until like the middle to end of November mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pretty easily. But anything that I put out before, it's it's like a huge gamble if it's going to go, if it's going to, you know, if it's going to bolt, like what's going to happen. So um, there's I just comment on lettuce. I was looking at some lettuce that um, it was one of the lettuce mixes. Again, September 5th, 30 days of growth, all baby leaves was beautiful. Yeah. Um, I also the year before, so not last year, but the year before that, I had lettuce again that I started from seed. I don't remember when I started it indoors, but I remember planting it out again on September the 11th and it had like maybe two or three true leaves. It was super small, but the varieties that I selected really held on when it got into the colder months. So it perked up, started producing. That was the year where I had some pretty beautiful lettuce. I don't even think I did anything to protect it like all through October, November and like right into December. Um, now I'm not going back to time and date.com to see whether or not the, um, it was a more mild winter. So it could have been that as well. Um, collars is another thing too, that you can kind of get in now because they're pretty resilient when it comes to heat. Cause you grow those year round, right? Come on, somebody. How many minutes of this episode do we need to go through before someone mentions collards? Um, Definitely resilient. Um, I've never planted collards for fall, but I'm going to do that this year based on my planting debacle earlier (laughs) in the spring when I um, misjudged what I was actually planting. Um, So I'm going to try it this fall. And I, I mean, 
I'm confident they're going to do well. That's just how I roll. Uh, confident in part because I also transplanted out last year some kale and I didn't write it down, but based on some pictures, it would have been about the first week of September. They were transplants, only a couple of true leaves. And I was, you know, those things again, the weather got cooler. They were sitting around kind of like, you know, what is this thing? Why is it 85 degrees, right? You know, for a good while. But then coming into October, they took off, you know, in November, I harvested, I had harvested those greens all the way through, again, planted in September, transplanted in September, all the way through December. It was around Christmas. I was taking them off the plant. Yeah. And that was with no protection, right? No protection. Yeah. I was all in there raw. Har- okay, I'm sorry. It's too much. <laughs> we still have that explicit rating, right? <laughs> Say that again. You broke up. I was just joking about uh, me being a little bit explicit in my response. Yes, there was no cover. <laughs> <laughs> so it's 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 funny too because down here, people really start planting collards in early September, and it's hot mm-hmm, down here. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still full blown summer heat. Yeah. But and then you go and you drive through the country in the wintertime and you see nothing but rows and rows and rows of collards and like everybody's garden. They all have collards yeah. growing. So that's a really good one. And, I mean, you can also direct sow those right now, too. The biggest trick is going to be keeping it um, moist enough, damp mm-hmm, enough mm-hmm. for germination, which is, you know, where my favorite thing comes in mulch where you can put the seed down and put a light coating of mulch on and that will Mm -hmm. 100% help. Yeah, I did that um, going back, not necessarily for fall, but filling a gap between kind of, you know, we're in summer and we're headed, you know, and I have an open space. So one of the things, again, you can apply a lot of what we talk about across seasons. I planted some loose leaf lettuce as well as some uh, turnips, and, you know, I really heavily mulched it. The one thing that I and I, the whole process was trying to create rows that I can plant in, but mulching everything else. And I think I may have even um, covered ultimately once the rain started coming, the wind started covering, coming, the mulch started to cover where I planted. <laughs> you know? So that's something to consider when it comes to your plant sowing seeds, the depth you're sowing them in. And if you're using mulch, like we both recommend making sure like that mulch, if it's covering what you sowed, that counts as the depth as well. You know, it's basically the depth between where the seed lands and light. You know? Yeah. Well, and I mean, the thing, and that's why they give you germination rates, you know, times. So, you know that, hey, I can plant this seed. And then in in a couple of days, you come out and you can just kind of Mm -hmm. work it a little bit around it. I mean, I put like a light coating of um, straw mulch. Mm -hmm. I used to call it hay, but I've been ridiculed about it. So, straw mulch Mm. on it. And, um, you know, that way, even if it's just like a couple pieces of like a very light coating of it, light can still get in but it's still providing some shade to to hold that moisture mm-hmm. in so you know it's like i did my parsnips not too long ago and i mulched them pretty heavy but i also know they take 21 days yeah so when i come back i know that like hey in a couple of weeks i need to come back and just keep an eye on it and be prepared to move you know move them stuff like that but it's either that or you just don't get any kind of germination whatsoever, which is something that I'm not really fond of because it feels extremely wasteful. And especially this time of year, it's a huge letdown mm-hmm. to plant a bunch of seeds and then not get 
anything grow. Yeah, that's um, so the idea of um, sowing heavily 21 days to germinate, like you may get another chance. But if I do that, I don't have a second chance. Like if it takes three weeks for that seed to come up, if it doesn't come up. I've missed my window, you know, so I'm increasing my odds by sowing more seeds there, which is against all of my garden nature, right? Like I'm stingy, I'm Scrooge McDuck when it comes to dropping seeds. Um, But I think that's an excellent point. Another thing to keep in mind, this is like, I'm trying to figure out if it's as like you need to to baby in the sense of keeping a close eye out on. Um, I had a whole set of carrot tops that were eaten down to like the stem um i'm certain that you know uh roly-polies ate them and won't believe me but i'm certain that, that was the case and so <laughs> it's it's based on some other things that were in my garden but i had stopped paying attention to them and if i would have been looking i would have seen oh well, shoot i need to do something here because they're eating all of the leaves off of the carrots which means that there's nothing for it you know there's no photosynthesis happening because there are no leaves here so i say that yeah. to say um keep an eye out for as these young seedlings again we're right back here are germinating to make sure that nothing is attacking them you know to make sure that they're not being eaten up because again your window may be a little bit longer than mine you may get a second opportunity but you probably won't get a third you know so you know if you get success you've gotten it right and the thing is germinated you want to make sure that you do what you need to do to keep it healthy and sometimes again it's just it's not having mulch as an example directly like on the stems of the plants you know it's um kind of keeping in mind how wet or damp you know because really damp soil sometimes brings you know bugs in um so those are kind of things that you it's just a little bit trial and error if this is your first time out and if it's not your first time out you already know these things um but again something just to consider well and you bring up carrots too so um well actually let me let me backtrack a little bit so what i do is once things start to grow i go back behind and then i just move the mulch a little bit out of it so it's not resting on the stem at all Mm -hmm. but you know if you live in a little bit more of a temperate climate i'd say and i mean this is an average because it's based on how cold you stay but i would say like zones seven ish to um nine ish you can actually do another planting of carrots now Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they may not exactly grow the carrot right now but they will definitely get the green tops they are resilient they will hold over in the winter time and then come spring when they start getting more light and a little bit more heat you'll have a harvest of carrots beforehand i did that last year and i did it by as an experiment and Again, I had to plant when it was really hot, so things were drying out. But as I went back and what did germinate, because I didn't really put a whole lot of effort into it, but what did germinate, I actually left it there and got a pretty good little harvest off of it. Mm -hmm. And so my spring carrots actually, they kind of struggled a little bit. So I realized that like, hey, maybe this is the right time for me to grow. So this this is part of my evolution of gardening is like, seeing what grows good at certain times and then making those adjustments when like, Hey, I can like last year I grew carrots in the spring, got a, a, a fabulous harvest, pulled them up 
and then tried to replant them in the summertime and they just never took because it was just too high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But by waiting that time frame, I can use that space for something else and then come back in and put my carrots into that spot. And then they'll grow. And even if you are in like zone six or something, you know, a little bit of cover will do a world of good for those carrots because you're keeping the frost off of it and stuff like that. You're warming it up during the day. The soil temperature will be warmer. So carrots are another good thing, especially because even though the packet says 75 days, it ain't ever less than 90 to 100. (laughs) So, you know, just giving it that, let's say you plant it September 1st, and then let's say your first freeze. When's your first freeze? Uh, someone the online is saying November 1st is the date now. It moved from like the the October 29th to November 1st. So I'm rolling with it. So November 1st, then you've got 60 days of them growing. And then even then still, you could even get, you could possibly even manage to get a harvest out of your carrots. Then I would say, you know, there's a good possibility that they could ripen up in that amount of time because they are a fairly hardy crop. Yeah, you know? I think that this that's the balance. I'm all for giving it a try because it just takes a little space to see if that works. But this is, you know, again, there are going to be themes you hear across these episodes where you're planting, how much sun that thing is getting, you know, yeah. um, making sure that especially for these crops that take a bunch of days, like something that takes, you know, five, six, seven days to germinate, you know, that's a winter, winter chicken dinner. But things that yeah. take two weeks, three weeks to germinate, um, again, you don't have like this endless opportunity to continue to try to replant that. Make sure you're putting that in kind of a prime place, like give it the best chance. Yeah. Right. You know, and so I probably I personally wouldn't sow carrots at this point, you know, as we are releasing the episode, you know, but perhaps, you know, if next year and the beginning of August, maybe I'll try to squeeze some in. Now that said, who knows, man? Maybe I'll take a container and put some seeds in and see how it works. Because, again, I can move that thing around. Um, yeah. I'm just, to your point, I, I feel like 100 days is a really good spot to call carrots. You know, like, I know the packet says 65 days, but, you know, yeah. you're good with pencil carrots and maybe that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pencil carrots, I like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the thing is you got to be comfortable. But, I mean... The other thing, too, is if you think about, like we talked about in the last episode, like how much do you dedicate to your garden yeah. for fall? And if you think about it, n- most people, you know, even though I said my ultimate goal is 100%, it never ends up that way. And I even have plans to leave sections of my garden empty. But why not just plant one square foot of carrots mm-hmm. and just see what happens? I mean, what do you have to lose? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean... So what? If it doesn't make it fun, but if it does, then you've already cracked the code. You know, you're one Celebrate. step closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's I mean, the thing. That's like, kind of yeah. I uh, I teetered and tottered on whether or not to put more squash plants in, and it's just an emotional plant, so I decided not to put myself through it. <laughs> you know, like going back into the you know, earlier part of the summer, like all right, you know. We're past June. We're getting to the end of July. We're coming up on August. And I feel like I've tried it once or twice before um, and not been successful. And it's kind of like I'm going to roll out with what I got, you know. But something like like carrots, I think that's a really good example. Again, I think lettuce is a really good example of give it a shot. 
you know, um, you don't have a lot to lose. Um, while I think lettuce seeds uh, will last many more years, you know, like you can continue yeah. to use those seeds. Carrot seeds, from what I've read, um, their germination rate drops the older the seeds get. So shoot, sprinkle those things. Sprinkle me, baby. Sprinkle those things out there and let's see what happens. Yeah, I usually go through as my carrot seeds get older, which, by the way, this year I harvested some carrot seeds for the first time. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, cool. Um, I go through and, you know, I plant my carrots like every four inches, roughly. Mm-hmm. So every four inches, I'll put 10 carrot seeds out and then I'll just I'll just have to go thin them. But I do it instead of just sprinkling wildly, I'll, you know, in that four inch spot, I'll sprinkle a few and then I'll leave a gap and then I'll sprinkle a few more and then I'll leave a gap. And then that way I can go back and easily find them because I find that sometimes when I direct sow stuff, I get confused about what's the plant and what's a weed. <laughs> so if I have like little batches of things that look the same, then generally speaking, I'm like, OK, we're good. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is going to be this is going to work out for me. So it's definitely, you know, something to try. And I mean, it's, a, I think that fall is a good time to experiment with how long you can have things last within your garden, like throughout the winter. So you can get an idea of like, this is something good that I can do in the future. Love you know what it. I mean? Like next year I can push the envelope a little bit more maybe. And then yep. a little bit more and a little bit more, just like I'm doing with Brussels sprouts. You know what I mean? The, um- Many of us are kind of this is the last of our gardens, like fall is our last at bat for the year. Right. And so with that in mind, you know, why not play around with some things? Like I think you can have a kick ass fall garden and harvest a bunch of food from it. Um, But, you know, I would it's my hope that I'm not in a position where I have to feed my family just off of my fall garden. Um, So I say that to say, like, this is a great chance for you to kind of experiment with some things as well for the fall season. Right. Because, again, this is a distinct time. While we may see some repeat crops, a lot of them perform differently in the fall than they do in the spring. I've had it. I have limited experience with it, but I do have some experience with it. But it's a lot of what I've read online, a lot of what I've seen from other gardeners online. Uh, it's that same kind yeah. of truth, you know. Well, and I mean, you know, we all learn by testing and figuring mm-hmm. things out. So um, I definitely agree with like, hey, read something online, but then don't be afraid because if you don't try it, you're never going to learn. You can read about it all day long, but until you try it, you're not going to know. So. Um, that's just like with me and carrots. Like I didn't grow carrots for a long time because I was just like, eh, it's not really worth it. Mm-hmm. And then I started growing it and I was like, I don't know, it's kind of worth it. And I was the same with potatoes. You know, um, I just had my second potato meal. So, um, potatoes, potatoes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, you know, onions are on my list this year of things of the nut to crack, you know, so I'm, I'm going after onions this year. I'm going to give it a shot. And just keep expanding more and more and not expanding my garden, but expanding my crops that I'm growing mm-hmm. within my garden. You know what I mean? More variety and diversity and options. I think um, uh, onions are a good example of people have mixed experiences with them, with growing them, but you don't know how they're going to do in your garden until you plant them in your garden. You know, um, 
I think that based on the size that my onions are looking like now, I'm thinking that instead of trying to cure and store all of them, I think that I'll end up like chopping some of these smaller ones up and just freezing them because I know I'll get use out of them. You know, there are a bunch of dishes that I don't need a fresh onion for, you know. Um, Again, there's always a way to to manage it. I was trying to look back. um, Maybe even in August, I put a cabbage transplant out. This is the one that ended up like basically overwintering and I thought it was going to grow ahead of cabbage. So it didn't grow ahead of cabbage in the fall of last year. You know, the plant was not in an optimal space. It was in the cage baby and the bed inside of the cage baby that's um, that's behind the um, the deck. So like it's the uber shady. Right. And so maybe let's call it August. I planted it. It never really grew much. Plant sat and sat and sat. And then that next year it started growing, but then bolted. Um, But I didn't get anything off of that plant but i didn't regret planting it at all because that's what i learned if i want to grow cabbage this fall maybe i need to plant it a little bit earlier one or maybe i need to put it in a space that's going to get you know a bit more sun which i know is kind of counter to what we've been saying but you need to give that plant in my instance a chance to actually start growing and putting on leaves right um yeah i may have if i could track back i may have miss the window because i can actually grow cabbage all throughout the summer too you know for me so yeah, i see um, I, there's no it's not even an option for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. but now, you're exactly right so getting know, it out earlier no i don't know that i could plant summer like i can like plant cabbage every month but once i get cabbage planted in the spring or if i get it planted in like right at the beginning of summer it has produced for me i just want to make sure i yeah. clarify that and I think, you know, getting that cabbage out there and cabbage is another one that's really resilient. You you have to, again, a, a gardener has to be forward thinking about the weather. So you have to anticipate in the fall, less sun, cooler temperatures. So yeah, that cabbage may have to deal with some heat for a little bit. And you can, you know, by planting in certain spaces and you know shades and stuff like that and temporary shades let me rephrase Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you you can definitely give it that relief from the heat and using the wetting down method and stuff like that but once it starts to cool off and you start giving it that full sun then it's going to thrive and it's going to really push forward so that's something that you really you know you you want to anticipate that behavior mm-hmm. from that plant and i'm i'm looking at the time and i remember we were talking about onions mhm you remember that yeah i do it was a couple of minutes you, ago you know yeah you know what onions are they're what a really mean? common ingredient for recipes <gasps> oh. so i think that it may be time for Miss Batavia to give us her famous recipe of the day. Oh, wait till you come back and you hear what I have. So my favorite recipe is a pickled pepper and eggplant uh, dish. But I looked, it's just, just far too many ingredients and steps. So sorry, guys and gals. It's a great one. Next time, maybe I'll be more prepared and I can give it to you more succinctly. So with that in mind, I'm going to give you a very easy recipe that's still delicious. And it is roasted Parmesan and garlic carrots. 
or garlic and Parmesan roasted carrots, however you want to say it. All right, so we're going to get a couple of pounds of carrots, get those washed. We're going to cut those in half. You're going to get enough olive oil to coat those carrots or whatever oil of choice. Remember, this is going to roast, so it's going to be pretty high temps. Uh, get a few cloves of garlic. You're going to mince this garlic. So if you already have it in the jar, you know, okay, that's fine. You know, I use it all the time. If you still have some garlic from your garlic harvest, let, let's rock with that. Um, get some Parmesan cheese. We're going to grate that. Um, and then we're going to get some, if you want, this is optional. And I'm just going to try to be conscious because we just came off, the, after, off of the August challenge. I want to try to be conscious and keep those good habits going. So you can use some breadcrumbs here if you want. Salt and pepper are going to be the taste. Uh, if you still have, which you should, some parsley in your, your garden, you can use that as a, a garnish. All right, we're going to preheat our oven to 400. Um, you're going to use either parchment paper or you're going to lightly grease uh, or use cooking spray, a baking sheet. Uh, you have your carrots that are cut in half. Um, I would add the olive oil the garlic and the Parmesan to a bowl, stir that up. Then you're going to coat your carrots with that. Then you're going to put those carrots onto the baking sheet. Um, you know, my rule, I always say it, you don't want for roasting for this purpose for these veggies to be touching. So give them a little bit of room and then you can top it with your breadcrumbs. Uh, you're going to put those down. You're going to bake it at 20 to 25 minutes. So maybe it isn't as most much, much as roasting and more of baking. Uh, as you kind of look at your food that's cooking, maybe about 10 minutes in, 15 minutes in, stir it around a little bit. Um, I like it a little bit more crisp, so I'm going to kind of leave it in place. And that's it. Once you pull it out, sprinkle some parsley on it, baby. Sprinkle my baby. Uh, and then serve. This is going to be a side for me. You know, I grew parsley one year and I wasn't impressed. I'm very impressed by parsley. Really? I was watching a video and a lady was like, and then get some parsley. And she was looking, she's like, I'm in the cabinet looking for my parsley. I use the herbs I use are mostly dry. So I'm not trying to be an right. herb snob, but it's completely different. I mean, a lot of dried herbs are completely different than the fresh ones. I mean, we know that. Um, but it's a whole different, you know, herb in my mind. Um, yeah, the taste wasn't there for me. Really? I felt like the taste is a bit... You remember I gave... Did I give a recipe where you were adding parsley to the salad? It's pretty prominent. Maybe my taste buds are just, you know, more heightened. Or maybe you just had some dulled... I think once parsley starts to get old, it probably doesn't taste as as, uh, as bright. bright. You know, maybe I just don't like parsley. Oh, that could be it too. Yeah, that could be, that could be a simple explanation. Mm-hmm. But it was prolific. Good night. <laughs> if I could get my cilantro to be that prolific, I'd be happy. Pop. Which is another one, by the way, for this time of year. Parsley. Um, pollinators love it. So I've had parsley come back the next year. I guess that'd make it a biennial. Go to seed. And then, I mean, f- butterflies, man, they are all over it. Really? Mm-hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. All right, everybody, that is Everything Seeds. We've talked about saving seeds. We've talked about planting and then a bunch of other stuff. Um, Next week, we're going to continue this series. And specifically, we're going to let you know about when your fall garden will thrive. So we've definitely dropped some hints in it, but we'll talk a little bit more about it. Um, This is geared 
Well, really, it's for everybody. But if you're like really just thinking about fall gardening or you're unsure, this this should help ease your mind a little bit. Because one of the big questions that we have, um, not we, but like I've had a lot of times is like, what can I expect out of X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What can I, you know, what am I going to see? And so hopefully we can, um, we can help shatter that barrier for you. But um, thank you, everybody, for being a part of the show and being with us. Please check us out on Patreon, YouTube. Uh, if you want to do any garden shopping, check us out our Amazon link below. And... Until next time, I think we're going to get Miss Batavia to say something real good. Profound, even. See ya! We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.